hearing cancer-free or in remission, the freedom, the fear, and the ongoing healing. Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Welcome back to our listeners. Today, this interesting question is going to lead us down a path of talking about something I never knew going into my breast cancer journey, how important this would be. But to start it with, when you think about cancer-free or in remission, I think we all have our sights set on getting that cancer out of us. But what does it mean when we get to the other side of all of the treatments? And Dina, again, mm-hmm. I, you and I have had, we had the same diagnosis. Yes, we did. Yes, we do. Triple positive <laughs> invasive ductal carcinoma. And our experiences have been so completely different. And this is in that bucket. So can you tell us, what your oncologist said to you when you got to the other side of your treatments? Well, that is, it's amazing because we we might end up having many people say it one way and other people will say it another way. And my oncologist was so emphatic about saying in remission, you are in remission. He would never, and he told me, I never say this, cancer-free. And and his reasoning, because I asked him, and he was always just blunt to the point. He's like, I don't know if there's any other cancer cells floating around in your body. And I said, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait, hold up. I was like, wait a minute, time out here, time out here. What are you talking about? And... I was just like, okay. I mean, that he does. I mean, he's a he was a top-notch oncologist and he was really into research. And he was like, sorry, but I don't know if there's any dormant cancer cells floating around that will be activated. However, the words that I use is you're in remission. So in you know, a key- and he didn't say it because of your kind of cancer or your nope. situation. He said it because of how he feels about the treatment yes. of cancer, period, right? Yes. And we're talking about an oncologist that just recently retired. He was my oncologist back up in New York. Okay. And he recommended this oncologist that I'm seeing here in Southern Florida now. So they know each other. So that okay. was that was really cool. Yeah. And I'm sure we can get into an episode about that kind of those kinds of things as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he was just like, no, sorry. This is the terms that I use. 
So it's it's fascinating to me because my situation is it started similar, but it turned opposite because I went into my I had two oncologists. And so Mm -hmm. in the beginning, my oncologist was very matter of fact, very she was um, just super smart, more of a quiet person. But she actually would talk about getting to remission, getting to remission. That's what she called it. Okay. And so when I finished my treatments, I was now going to my, my new oncologist, which that's a whole other story of how I switched. And when Mm -hmm. I got my second opinion, I actually started my new oncologist whom I love. And when I went to him, after I finished my last treatment, I used the words in remission intentionally because I wanted to be careful because of what my other oncologist had been saying the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. And I said something in remission and I kept going and he said, stop. My oncologist like was stop. (laughs) I am going to interrupt you right there. You are not in remission, Maggie. You are cancer free. Let's just sit with that for a second. Like the fact that he wanted, and and a big part of that is I know he believes in the power of mindset because we've had those conversations too. And so he wanted me to know and feel that cancer free versus just, oh, I'm in remission now. And we're in, he didn't want me to be in weight mode. Right. Absolutely. You know, and that's, that's the key here. Technically, just because my oncologist is so emphatic about saying remission, that doesn't mean I have to stay with that. Okay. I could say I'm cancer free. Mm-hmm. It's it's me. It's my body. It's my mindset. Exactly. You know, exactly. and it's just like, okay, that's the words you're using, but I'm going to say I'm cancer free. <laughs> yeah. Because I believe, and I know you believe we are yes. both on the other side of it. Now, the other side of it <laughs> This right. is the whole interesting it's, piece of this conversation, right? What does that mean? <laughs> and, and what does it mean? Yeah. So healing has shifted for both of us. Yes. And I think ongoing healing will shift forever. Yes, absolutely. I really, truly do. Um, and I'm, I'm a true believer in that because of everything that's going to take place from this point forward. Mm -hmm. And let's just say I'm on a medication. Okay. And the medication that I'm on is letrozole and the letrozole gives you side effects. It's just the nature of the beast. And I have to be on it for a total of 10 years because of the diagnosis and the research. And they found that women who are on it for 10 years have a so much better rate of not having a recurrence. You know, it's proven. It's science, you know, they've done the science. And I know there are women out there that are listening who have come off their medication, whether it was the tamoxifen or the letrozole, you know, their side effects were so bad that they needed to come off of it or they 
just don't want to be on it anymore. And I want our listeners to know that just because I'm talking about my experience, that doesn't mean that if you say, "Uh -uh, I'm not taking it, that's okay. The choice is yours. That's a great point, Dina, because as part of my new ongoing healing, this is like a different treatment, right? I'm on the hormone blockers because of my triple positive, extra positive progesterone or estrogen and progesterone. And um, I take exomestane and that for five years is what they told me. Mm -hmm. But it's this tiny, tiny little pill every night and it wreaks havoc on my joints. Yep. And so when I do go to the doctor and talk to him about that, to your point, he he even says to me, you you don't have to take it, but I wish you would. Mm-hmm. So if it gets to the point where it's unbearable, we can switch. And we did. We tried a few different ones until we landed on the least uh, intrusive one on my joints. Um, but yeah, to your point, it's like everybody gets to make that choice. Mm-hmm. I... I would rather err on the side of um, reducing the risk of reoccurrence. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, for now, just keep taking it and see where it goes. But yeah, it's, it's a killer on the joints. So to take that one step further. So the ongoing healing process of that is I have to move. So I do exercise because if I do nothing, it hurts even more. Mm -hmm. I do go for acupuncture, which has helped. Okay. I even have a spray that I spray on my knees from the doctor who's the acupuncturist, and that helps. And when I exercise, here's here's one more step here. When I exercise, I wear um, the knee sleeves so that my joints stay warm and I could move better. So... The point I'm trying to make is the ongoing healing. You have to, it's, yes, I am cancer-free. I am in remission. I am so happy as I'm sure you are as well. But the mind has to say, what do I have to keep doing to heal, to get me through certain aspects of this journey? And what you just said, what you made me think of there, Dina, is that Yes, when you get to that other side and now we're on these ongoing medications, so we have our check-ins, right? And mm-hmm. I'll come back to that, but it's almost like this, now we're accountable for figuring it out for sure because we don't have the medical team right there either making suggestions or there to talk to about it and keep it fresh top of mind. Right. It's almost like it becomes a different... To your point, you just shift into a different mode mm-hmm. of healing, which has to be about the body, but also the mind and the spirit, right? It's your yes. emotions as it relates to these pains, because it how are how can we be motivated to exercise when we're in so much pain? But we know we got to do it, to your point. Yes. Yes. And I actually developed osteopenia, which can turn into osteoporosis. Mm. So I have to go for bone density tests every two years. And one of the 
benefits or one of the things to do to help the osteopenia is to lift weights. Mm. And it's just like, okay, you know, the joints hurt, the knees hurt, and you want me to push weights, pull weights, push weights, whatever you want to want to, want to say. And it's just like, there's days that I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, but I know that it's part of my healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and you brought up a point I want to make sure to stress this with our listeners, because I was told I need to get my bone scans every quarter. And Hmm. what's interesting is my insurance kicked back. No, my, my nurse navigator kicked back and said, you better call your insurance because I think they only approve one every two years. Right. And here's me sitting there going, well, but aren't I supposed to do them quarterly? And she's just telling me, you better check your insurance. Well, my insurance isn't going to make my health decision for me. (laughs) No. But then there's all those dynamics of people struggling with, uh, okay, is it going to be covered? Is it not going to be covered or what? But it comes down to do what what is my decision? I want to get those scans, right? So of course, I'm going to call my insurance, but that's not going to dictate what I do. No, no. Which... And, but unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there where if their insurance is not allowing them to have certain procedures, certain tests, certain scans, they're not going to, and they can't afford it, then they're not going right. to be able to do it. Yep. And, you know, that's that plays havoc on your emotions and your mindset in order to keep being able to stay healthy and strong in every aspect of our lives because we need to heal. Right. Right. Well, and the reason that you made me think that that I thought about that too, Dina, is that when you, when I think about that decision, if those bone scans were super expensive and I could only afford one a year, um, if I approached my doctor with that, he might say, you know, that's probably okay. Right. But am I comfortable with that? So this gets at the that mm-hmm. thing where it's almost like it's almost like we have to become even a stronger self-advocate for what our ongoing healing means because we're we're pushing more for what we need because we're we're not on our own, but we're on our own, if that makes sense. Yeah, actually we are on our own because let's let's back up a second. When you're going through your treatments, when you're going through your surgeries, when you're going through, you know, radiation, chemo, what whatever the, the plan is, we are involved in seeing our medical team. Once you hear the words cancer-free or you're in remission, now your appointments go to every six months. Some people go yearly, yep. you know, and then some people go every five years, depending on their journey. And you, you actually start to feel once again, alone, all different fears start to to show up. And it's like, how do I navigate this? I'm supposed to be healing. How do I navigate this? And not only do we let go or we don't see our medical team as frequently, everybody in our lives turn around and say, 
yay, you're in remission, you're cancer-free, this is great. And then they expect you to be the same person. And and everybody says to you, oh, you're fine now. Let's go do this. You can do this for me. Let's do this. You know, and it's just like, wait a minute, time out here. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that is a, a brilliant point, too, because it it is we have a new normal, but everybody just sees it as, okay, now we're going back to normal, back to the way it was before you were diagnosed is where we right. are. And it couldn't mm-hmm. be further from the truth. Right. Exactly. So, and, it, and it's hard to say that too, because I know we both are so grateful to be cancer free. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is a new, there's so many things like we talked about in the last episode of just the things we lose and the things we gain, right? The people that we, maybe we spend our time differently. Maybe we see, you know, we have different people in our circle, all of that, right. but it becomes so very important to surround ourselves with community, which is why I know you and I got instantly close when we connected, it's like, cause we get it right. Right. Um, exactly. And we can support each other in that. And I, I love that both of us have found ways to keep that community piece alive Yeah, and, and support ourselves, hold ourselves and each other accountable through that. Um, for me, it's, it's the love me healing um, community and, and resources and that sort of thing. For us, it's this podcast. It's the pod- Yep. It's our podcast now. Absolutely. And I am actually a co-founder of something called the Breast Connection Prevention Plus Healing. And we invite everyone to this because it's about preventing along with ongoing healing, whether you have breast cancer or you don't, or you know somebody that does, or you want to prevent it. And It's the same thing with my one-on-one coaching and my group coaching for Wellness Warriors for Life because it's a community. Yep. You know, I'm helping women in remission conquer certain fears and learn how to just move through them and learn how to figure out the ongoing healing process and what's stopping them. You know, that. so we both have a lot because I truly believe we heal with community. Yes, yep. we really do. Absolutely. Do Absolutely. And so we have um, so much more conversation we're going to have around just ongoing, ongoing healing in general. But I think this is a good point to wrap up this episode. So thank you so much, Dina. You're welcome and thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com, where you can also find additional information and resources.